Paul says in in Second Thessalonians in chapter three is why he says again, now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, to keep away from every brother who behaves irresponsibly and not according to the, not according to the tradition they have received from us. So what does that mean? Again, the, the, the tradition of what? Holiness, of godliness, of purity, of obedience to the teachings of Yeshua, obedience to the teachings of his apostles, obedience to the teachings of the prophets of God in the Old Testament and any, and everything in the Old Testament that agrees with the teaching of Yeshua and his apostles. And this is what this the tradition is being set apart to God and being set apart just means this, that you're not you you're not. You're not available to do other things. Our lives are not our own. We can only do one thing, and that's what God would have for us to do with our life. And that's all you see Yeshua and his apostles doing. You only see them doing one thing, and that's the will of God. Everywhere in the scriptures, everywhere, all you find the true men of God doing is one thing and one thing only, and that is doing God's will. That's what being set apart is, and that's what we want you to be. I want you to be set apart to God. And that's what we that's that's what we have to be. That's what I have to be. I have to only do the thing that God would have for me to be doing and nothing else. If not, I'm not set apart to God. And what does he say? He says you need to keep away from people who don't want to live like that. You've got you. Everybody can't be your friend. Everybody can't hang out with you. Everybody can't be with you. Everybody can't. Everybody can't be your friend and your uh, and who you give. You, you can't give everyone your time. Because he says, what happens? He's, Paul tells you, he said, oh, but, you know, we're supposed to accept everybody. We're supposed to like everybody. We're supposed to be around everybody. That's not true. That's not true. It's not true. Paul tells you to keep away from every brother who behaves irresponsibly. Get, get away from them. Stay away from them. Don't have anything to do with them. Why? Why should I not have anything to do with them? Because if I hang around them, if I give them my time, then what are they going to do to me? They're going to make me do what they're doing, which is to behave irresponsibly. And that's not what we want to do. We don't want to hang around people who will cause us to behave irresponsibly, who will cause us to go against what our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah and his apostles taught us. We don't want to. We don't want to be around people like that. Now, if they want to repent and say, okay, well, I want to give up my foolish and irresponsible ways. Can I join you? Okay, yes, you can if you repent. And then we can and then we can be together. But we can't be together if you're behaving irresponsibly and, and going against what the Bible says. How are we supposed to live our life? That's why you can't be friends with everybody. You see, you can't be friends with everybody. Everybody cannot be your friend. Only the people who are trying to do God's will should be your friend. Even among people who say that they're saved, only people who are trying, only the other people who are trying to do what makes the Lord happy, only they should be your friends. Because if if they are not our friend, if we have friends other than that, if we have friends, if we're trying to be friends with people who don't love the Lord, who don't want to follow the Lord, then what's going to happen? They're going to corrupt us. That they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna lead us away from the Lord. That's what it means, and inspire us or try to move us to do evil things. That's what corruption is. Is when somebody influences you, somebody tells you things, behaves in a certain way that is against the Lord, and then that makes you want to do it. And that goes for young people. That goes for adults. That goes for everybody. 
Anybody who te who lives a life that goes against the teachings of Christ and his apostles is a corrupting influence. It's an influence that will lead us away from the Lord. That's why the Bible tells us to separate, because if we do not separate, then what happens? We live, then we'll, we'll end up being corrupted. So he says, for you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, for we did not behave inappropriately among you. <clears throat> so the question is, is how am I supposed to behave? Who am I supposed to imitate? You see, there exactly. We're supposed to be imitating the Lord. We're supposed to be imitating Yeshua Hamashiach the Christ and, and behaving just like he behaved and just like his apostles behaved. Paul said in Second Thessalonians 3, he says, who am I supposed to imitate? He says, for you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. You imitate us. You copy us. Copy our behavior. How you've seen us fasting and praying and disciplining ourselves and, and sacrificing ourselves and going here and going there and doing whatever the Lord has us to do, no matter how much it costs or how inconvenient it is or how difficult it is, whatever. You saw us doing these things. That's what you imitate. You don't imitate what you see on TV, you know, unless it's unless unless it's some preacher who's living holy or whatever. You you don't imitate what you see on TV. You don't imitate what you see on the culture. You don't imitate that. You imitate us, Paul said, and that's what we see in the churches today. All these churches trying to imitate the world, all these so-called gospel singers trying to imitate the world, all these Christian musicians trying to imitate the world. Paul said, "You're not supposed to be imitating them. You're supposed to imitate us, the apostles." of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. That's who we're supposed to be imitating. You see, we're supposed, we have a model. We have a blueprint. We're, we're supposed to be following. You know, all these people trying to copy the world, trying to be like the world, when the Bible tells you plainly who you're supposed to be imitating. You're supposed to be imitating Yeshua and his apostles. And why? Because we did not, for we did not behave inappropriately among you. They didn't do evil. They weren't doing evil. They weren't living wickedly. They were living holy and godly and pure lives. And that's what we're supposed to be copying. He says, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. Look at that. They didn't take advantage of anybody. He says, but we work night, but work night and day with labor and hardship so as not to burden any of you. You see, and that's what that's what we're talking about. True apostles and true leaders. This is what we're supposed to be copying. Godly and holy behavior, not taking advantage of anybody, working hard, not being a burden to people. You see, that's the example we're supposed to be imitating. Not what we have today. He says in verse nine, it wasn't that we had no right because we had the right to, uh, you know, Paul, the apostles had the right to get something. I mean, if you're giving the words of eternal life to people, they have a, they have a right to, um, you know, to get something from you as a as an as a appreciation. Um, something, but he says, but it wasn't that we had no right, but rather to offer ourselves as an example for you to imitate. There it is again. Verse nine. You see, they, they said we had a right to get something from you as a show of appreciation, but we didn't want to do that because we wanted to be an example of you, to you of how you're supposed to live, not of, of what behaving appropriately and holy and godly, not taking advantage of anybody working hard not being a burden, uh, being an example to other people. That's how we're supposed to live our life. He says, for we, even when we were with you, we would give you this order. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. And this is a huge issue that we deal with. People who don't want to work a job, but they're still eating. And this is the thing. When you, when, when you have somebody 
who can work. This is we're not talking about people who cannot, who are disabled or who have some type of disability. Where we're not talking about that. We're talking about people who can work a job and won't. When you can work and don't work, what that does is that makes you entitled. That makes you want to uh, even go against the Lord. It may cause you to be bitter and angry. It causes you to be. Um, uh, uh, to lash out at people. It really does because what you're doing is is you're suppressing your God-given obligation to work as a man and to take care of your responsibilities because that's what God called us to do as men is to work jobs and take care of our families. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah, and take care of our families and provide shelter and care for them. So we're suppressing that manhood uh, inside of us and, and and what that causes us to do is it causes us to become bitter, angry, and entitled, impatient with people. We become unkind. Some of the people who are who are uh, you know poor because they won't work. Some of them are some of the nastiest people. Some of the most entitled and arrogant people. Why? Because they're not expressing their God-given role. They're not operating in their God-given role as a man. And so Paul warns against that. He says, if any will not work, neither shall he eat. You see, you see, because working and eating are directly connected. If I don't work, I don't eat. It's just that simple. If I, and especially if that's if I can work, if I can work, if I'm able-bodied, I need to be working a job. He says, for we hear and, and preachers are some of the worst ones sometimes. <clears throat> they want to, you know, just get from the church, get from the church, and they're not preaching nothing. They're not living a holy example. They're not doing anything. They shouldn't be eating. They shouldn't be getting a salad paid from the church. Period. I don't think any pastor should be getting paid from the church, but uh, it's okay to give the pastor a gift, or you know, every now and then, whatever. If 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 he's living holy and godly and actually delivering the word, being a model of of holiness and purity before you, being a good shepherd, yeah, you should give him something sometime. But salary, no. He should. I think he should be working a job. And, you know, I mean, but preachers are the worst with that. They won't deliver the word. They won't preach the word. They won't preach the word of holiness. They're not living a godly example in front of others, but they're still eating and they become entitled. They become arrogant. And so um, he says, for if we we bear, um, he says, if anyone will not work, neither shall eat. For we hear that some among you are behaving irresponsibly, not busy, but busy bodies. You see, and you're not you're not busy at work taking care of your family, and your responsibilities, but you're being a busybody getting in everybody else's business. And that's exactly what happens when you're not working a job. What are you involved in? What are you doing with all your time in other people's business, creating problems? for the church and for God's people. And that's not what's supposed to be happening. He says, now such people we command and urge in the Lord Messiah Yeshua to work in a quiet demeanor so that they may eat their own bread. But as for you, brothers, do not grow weary of doing good. And this is another thing. We're not supposed to be getting tired of doing the right thing. We are always supposed to want to continue to do the right thing. No matter how long change takes, we're supposed to continue to do the right thing. We don't need to ever think, well, I've been doing right for all these years. I can do wrong one time. I can do wrong, you know, just this once. No, no, we're not supposed to get tired of doing good. That's a real thing. Sometimes we, people do, there is a real, uh, <clears throat> there is a real possibility that people get tired of doing good. You get tired of doing the right thing and you don't see the results. But the bottom line is, is that you're not doing it for the results. You're doing it because it pleases God. That's the result you're looking for. You're looking to do what pleases the Lord because then that comes with knowing him. Because when you know him, you're going to want to do the right thing. You want to do good. You want to please him. You want to make him happy. You want to live for him when you know him.
And so you don't grow weary of doing good. You don't get tired just because you don't see the fruit of your labor. Sometimes you might not see it. And so the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters for after many days, you'll see it again. He said, you throw it out there on the water. You don't know when you're going to see it again. You'll see it again, but you don't know when. It might be a long time you plant that seed, you plant that seed in the ground, you preach that word, you set that example, you did that good deed for that person. You might not see that thing again for years and years, but it's growing. It's there. You see, and then years later it comes back, hey, such and such, you remember you did this for me? Oh, look at how it changed my life. It changed my life. It's like, I don't even remember that. But that's your bread being kept coming back to you and uh, that you threw out on the water. And so he says, uh, he says, but as for you, brothers, do not grow weary of doing good. Don't get tired of doing good. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. Always do the right thing. Keep doing the right thing. Do what pleases God. He says, if you, if anyone does not obey our message in this letter, take special note of him and do not associate with him. You see, again, the message of separation, even from brothers, even from so-called brothers. What does Paul say? If anyone does not obey our message in this letter, take special note of him and do not associate with him. Why? So that he may be put to shame. Now, he says, yet do not consider him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now, you see, in the church today, we want to be accepting of everybody and all their behaviors. But see, what folks fail to realize is that when you do that, you're not helping them. You're not helping people by affirming their wrong behavior. We're not helping people like that. Affirm means that we're, what affirm means is that you are approving, you're accepting, you're saying it's okay. You're saying that certain behaviors are okay. He says, but you're not helping them like that. We're not, we don't help people by saying that your homosexual behavior is acceptable or that your lying is, is acceptable or that you're, uh, that stealing or that your cussing is acceptable. We don't help anybody like that. We don't. We don't help anybody by saying, oh, you're gossiping. It's okay to gossip. You're fine. The Lord Jesus just accepts you as you are. Yeah, the Lord accepts you as you are, but he does not accept our sin. That's why he had to die on the cross for it. He accepts us, but not our sin. And that's what we have to understand in the church. This is why Paul said, when, when you see somebody who is living like that, who says that they're a brother and they're doing wrong, you need to separate yourself from them. Why? So that they can be feel ashamed of their wrong and that they can repent and then see God in the end. See, but if we just accept everybody and say, oh, your behavior is okay. Oh, it's, oh, it's acceptable for you to do whatever you want to do and live how you want to live. You're not helping them want to repent. You're not, you're not, we're not turning people away from their sin. We're helping them to continue in their sin, which is going to lead them to hell. That's what I'm saying. But we have to separate ourselves from them so that way they'll feel ashamed of their behavior, repent, get right with God, and then we can reconcile. And see, we just want to accept everything in the church. We just want to accept everybody's behavior. Do whatever you want. Do what thou will. The satanic verse in the, the, from the satanic Bible. Do whatever you want to do. That's what the church is doing. Just letting people do whatever they want to do. And you're not helping people like that. You help people by rebuking them, by chastising them, by telling them that they're wrong. And then may they, when they repent, then you reconcile. They get right with God and they can get right with you. So we have to, we have to be more disciplined about how we go about things 
in the church and in our home. We have to stop thinking that we can just accept any and everything. We're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be following the example of Yeshua the Messiah and his apostles. It's not like we don't have somebody to look to. You know, folks are just making up stuff. They're just making up stuff. Folks are just doing whatever they want to do down here. They're just making up whatever, just coming up with stuff. Oh, we can imitate the world. We can imitate the world's music, imitate the way the world organizes itself. We can imitate that. No, Jesus, you, you have an example right there from the apostle. What does he tell you? He tells you to be imitators of us. That's who we're supposed to be imitating, the apostles and Yeshua. The Bible also says be imitators of God. To so be imitators of God, that's Yeshua. Be imitators of his apostles. And that's how we're supposed, that's who we're supposed to be copying. And when we copy them, then what happens? Then you're going to see their results. The results that they got, that's what we're going to get too, because we're imitating them. We have no choice but to get what their results. If we're, if we're imitating what they did, we have no choice but to get what they got. And they changed the whole world. And that's what we need to be doing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Help us to be imitators of you and of your apostles, Lord, help us to have the courage to do what is right and to do what pleases you, Father. We love you and praise you in the name of Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. Amen.